Hi, everybody. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to our first episode of We Talk Extensively. So good to hang out with you, Maddie. How's it going? Pretty great. I'm just enjoying a nice little weekend getaway at my friend's house. That sounds amazing. I'm so jealous. It's like freezing here. So I am beside my fireplace trying to stay warm. Uh, Yuck. Do not miss that. (laughs) So in case you haven't guessed, uh, Maddie and I live in very different cities. I am talking to you from Calgary. Maddie, where are you? I am talking to you from sunny Los Angeles, although less sunny today, but still warm. Uh, Yes, it's minus 30 here, so I don't really worry too much about your sun problems. (laughs) (laughs) One day. Um, So I don't know, what should we we jump into? Should we talk about how we first met? Yeah, so I think part of how we met and kind of became friends really drives what our podcast is going to be about. So our love of all things pop culture and our love of all things sports, mostly the Calgary Flames. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So we met at a Taylor Swift concert, not to make it sound weird, like we went alone. (laughs) I mean, that did sound weird, but we didn't. We we were with another person that we both knew. (laughs) But I mean, it wasn't Taylor Swift. It was another friend. Yes. Although I wish it was Taylor Swift. That would be Yeah. I feel like we know her at this point. Like we're, we're, I'm on a first name basis with her, I think. Yes, and you have extensively spent time researching her theories, so. Extensively. (laughs) That's kind of how we came up with the name of our podcast, in case you were wondering. How we research all the things extensively. Like, there's no minimum level of research when I'm interested (laughs) in something. (laughs) Right? It'll just be like 45 text messages on the same topic. I don't even care if you're responding. I'm just going to keep putting them in there. (laughs) Right? And just a million deep dive rabbit holes on Wikipedia (laughs) on things that are like not important. Or like TikToks, really. Like, let's be real, where we're getting our real information from. Oh, it's all coming from TikTok. (laughs) And it's just all, so many things have come from TikTok in quarantine, if I'm being honest. And like, I was so set on not downloading it. (laughs) And then the pandemic hit and here we are. Yeah. And have you practiced any of the dances from TikTok or any other of the trends you've been using from it? I don't think I've done any of the dances because I'm not at that level, (laughs) nor will I ever be. Like, I think I'd pull all my muscles. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) But I have learned some like pretty interesting life hacks, which one of the ones that I learned was the pasta strainer, where you don't dump it into the strainer. You just put the strainer on top of the pot and pour it out. And it actually works really well. (laughs) I'm going to try it. I might have pasta for dinner tonight just so that I could use that hack. What about you? Have you pulled any hacks off of TikTok? Um, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have really. Oh, I saw one about how you open the cheese package. And I was like, that's smart. Like, how do you open a cheese package? You like literally cut the top off and then it can like fit right back on the brick of cheese afterwards. Like it's like a great invention. And yeah, I don't know that whole like, tell me a life hack you saw and now use. I'm like, okay, I'll use this one. Seems like a great plan. 
Right, right. It's going to go so well. And it's all like teenagers teaching us. So yeah, that makes I mean, me great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would like to think that I would have learned these things as a teenager if, if TikTok was around. I mean, I feel like we're just behind the times limited by by what we had. The lack of internet and just yeah. MSN messenger that we had. Right? Oh. Right? Like someone needs the phone. I can't finish my TikTok. So like <laughs> I have to just go learn this on my own because I'm on dial up. <laughs> I was reading this book recently and they talk about, it must have been back in the 90s because they talk about how they had to get like a separate phone line for their teenage daughter so that like the call waiting would stop beeping when like the dad was on the phone. <laughs> Nothing more relatable. So good. You like have to plan like I'm talking to someone at five o'clock so you can't use the phone at that time. Everyone get off immediately. <laughs> immediately. So here's a little taste of what our podcast is basically going to be us talking about. <laughs> what other things do you think we should cover on future episodes here? So we'll cover some highlight newsreels from the week, whether it deals with sports or with pop culture, top news stories, some of our favorite what happened to stories. So one that I really need to discuss is Justin Turner and the Dodgers <laughs> because he went on the field and celebrated with them, no mask after testing positive for COVID. And then we just forgot it happened. Just Never no one cared afterwards. <laughs> and I need to know what happened. So we're doing a deep dive on that later. Is that what we're thinking? Uh, yes, please. And thank okay. you. <laughs> okay, perfect. I look forward to that. So Dodgers fans tune in to see what future uh, discoveries we uncover from the COVID world champions. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm excited for our listener questions segment of our podcast, which really is just mostly going to come from your brother at this point in time. 100%. My brother slash producer slash manager is our yeah. sole listener, and I will be forcing him to make his girlfriend listen. So I guess that brings the number up to two. <laughs> we just doubled our listeners like that. Amazing. In the span of seconds. I mean, your family has been really useful throughout this entire process, I gotta say. True. So my cousin made our logo, which we won't talk about because we can't tag her in anything, but she made We're not my... giving her a shout out? <laughs> no, she has requested no shout out. So <laughs> She has no faith in our podcast at all. Right. <laughs> so in our like 100th episode, we'll give her a shout out when we become right. famous. Yeah. Right. When we're finally allowed to tag her. So okay. her and then, you know, my brother, we have somehow convinced him to manage us for free. Uh, no payment required, which is ideal. He even bought his own headset to do this. So <laughs> I offered That's to pay so him. good. <laughs> and he, he said no. So for the record, I offered to pay for okay. it. All right. I like it. Thank you to our managers. They're very dedicated to our success here. <laughs> and then I think maybe where we can start, Jill, is like some lightning round questions so people can get to know us better, get to know some of our, our favorite things, things that we can't get out of our heads, things that we've done insane deep dives about that are embarrassing to admit. But here we are. We're going to admit them. I love it. Let's go. Lightning round. <laughs> So as we mentioned, we're both insane Flames fans, and I think we've spent more than one New Year's Eve together at the Flames game and then at 
a sad after party <laughs> where we stand in the corner and drink champagne and shamelessly judge the people getting drunk with their families. Yes. Uh, the 1201 exit is our New Year's Eve specialty. Um, so we have done that multiple times. My favorite. So, um, so I guess what is your favorite Flames sports memory? That is so tough. Um, I have season tickets, so I'm at a lot of games. And so like there's obviously the classics, some of the Iggy memorable moments, things like that. His jersey being retired. I was actually in the video montage of like Aginla's best moments. I was Wait. in it holding a holding a sign, which is like my what? pride and joy. That's your claim to fame, 100%. Such a claim to fame. I was, we were in, I think it was Washington and I was down there for the winter classic with a friend and the flames played the next day. So we watched the flames and the capitals in Washington. And it was like right when Iggy was chasing his 500th goal. So we made this okay. big sign that said, Iggy, we came to see 500. And but he didn't get 500 that day because I was at the game. He got 500. I know. We came to see it and we did not see it. I did see it when I got back to Calgary. Thank God. But yeah, we had this sign. And we, like I said, we were in Washington. It wasn't when he actually got his 500th goal. One person from... Washington's media came up and talked to us about it, but I had no idea there was photos or anything like that. And then <laughs> I'm at Iggy's jersey retirement ceremony watching this video and I was like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> like, so that was kind of a cool claim to fame. But otherwise, I had to like, watch that jersey retirement, honestly, I think through like a YouTube video because oh. they clearly didn't air it in the US and I was living in the US at the time. And That's it was just, so oh, tough. actually, no, I made my parents record it for me. And then when I went home back to Calgary for some like break, I watched it. That's like, like such a good idea because I think I just cried through most of it. So I wish I would have <laughs> recorded it so I could have seen it later. But yeah, not non-Iggy related. I, ha I think it was, I want to say maybe like 2008 playoffs or something like that. And we were playing the Sharks and there was this massive... <laughs> hit when we were like in like game six or something like that no uh game six yeah that makes sense because we definitely wouldn't yeah. have been the 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 better seated team um <laughs> and there was like this huge hit along the boards and we were down like three nothing and then the flames like all rallied and and it was just like the most like electric atmosphere that i had been been in and that was pretty cool that's crazy. Yeah. What's your favorite My flames memory? Favorite, I think, is Iggy's return to the dome. Oh man, when he wasn't I've allowed like off the ice. Never been that emotional. And like I took my mom who loves Jerome McGinley. <laughs> and she was just we bought her like a Jerome McGinley jersey one year for Mother's Day. And she just wore that thing and was so happy and like crying. That's so, so good. Cute. I just remember that and like he got the third star or the yeah. ovation or whatever. And like I just remember Chara not letting him off of the ice and he just like, kept making him do the like wave lap to the fans right, kind of thing. Right. That was fun. And I think that's the only time I've ever wanted an opposing team to score against us. Yeah. The only time. <laughs> just so that they could play like the Iggy Dance song one more time. Right. Just, just <laughs> one more to close it out. <laughs> so good. And just so like no one thinks that this entire podcast is going to be rehashing Flames moments. Do you have any <laughs> other like favorite sports memories that you want to tell us about? Yeah. So I actually, I think one of my favorite sports memories, which is shocking because it's not Flames related, was living in Chicago the year that they won 
the World Series. We went out for like every single game. I was in Wrigley for game two, which they lost, but still super exciting. And then the night that they won was crazy. I don't think I got home until like four in the morning. One of my friends got lost like on the streets of Chicago. (laughs) It was wild, but so much fun because they hadn't won, I think, in over 100 years. And that was the longest drought at that point. So yeah, I broke the curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that you like that's what, like, probably the only time that you could be out all times of the night in Chicago and not right. be like nervous or, oh, this may be a bit dangerous because everyone's just completely like loaded and celebrating that the Cubs won. Exactly. So it was something else. And then I went to the parade and I think it's in uh, one of the top world records for events that people attended. There was over five million people at the parade oh my god it was wild (laughs) like nothing else I've never seen anything else like this that's so cool must have been such a fun time to be there and and to live in Chicago yeah what about you Jill um good question I think probably when the Olympics were here in Canada and in Vancouver and I'd gone with some friends and you know just spent I like couldn't afford to go see any of the actual events because I was <laughs> like a just out of university right. student with no money to my name um but we just drove overnight from Calgary to Vancouver and hung out in and around the city and I remember being in I want to say it was like Canada Place I think was what they called okay. the like little hub oh, or yeah, whatever yeah and was there when Canada won like their first gold medal on home soil. And it was just so, so cool. Everyone just broke into like, oh, Canada. And it was just like such a moment that it's not even really like the sports moment no. in itself. I think I want to say like, who even won that? That was the skier, or the snowboarder, Alexander Bill. Oh, Bilodeau. Bilodeau. Is that how you he was the, yeah. a skier who won. Yeah. He does like the um, going down with the, is it the moguls and then the flippies? Yeah, the flippies. And yeah, and he's got like the cute brother and everything yes. like that. That He was just like so cute giving him a hug and everything. And I just remember uh, just the way that everyone was so proud of that moment. And like who of us had ever like heard of him before or like Nobody. watched that? Like any Olympics, you become an expert in that sport for like the <laughs> 10 days that it's on kind of thing. And you're like, oh, his knees are his knees are too far apart he's not winning this kind of thing as if I have any frame of reference (laughs) right (laughs) you know bounce too much on his landing but yeah I just remember being so cool and everyone like singing oh Canada and I was I don't even know where my friends were at that point I was just like arm in arm with strangers singing and it was just so fun I can't believe you drove to Vancouver I mean I can't believe it but I can't and for the Winter Olympics, so like the, you can imagine how great the roads were. I, Horrible. Like that pass is the worst. Oh, we ran out of windshield washer fluid and like the road conditions were so bad that we like literally had to follow behind this transport truck just so we knew where the road was. And then it was blinding. I just slept in the back seat because I was like, at least if I go, I'll go peacefully. Like, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> For the best. I was still in school, I think, during those Olympics. And I mean, n- nobody went to classes because no. all the events were like during the day. And it was one of the only times that the Olympics are happening in a time zone that is like <laughs> anywhere relevant. To where right. You when you're getting up to watch the gold medal game at three in the morning and the like Russian people are game? coming over. Yeah. And you're like, I'm really not in a hosting situation. Make your own food. <laughs> I was like, telling my roommate about that 
recently and I was like, yeah, you know, my whole family, we like got up at three in the morning to watch this game. And I think she thought I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But worth it when they win, for sure. Exactly. It would have been not worth it had they lost, but yeah, luckily. Luckily. Not sports related. What, uh, what's some of your favorite celebrity scandals that we've been following through quarantine here? Yeah. I think, I mean, we can definitely go back, but there have been so many that have happened just in quarantine. And I don't know if it's because so many people are just cooped up and doing all this additional research on what is going on. But one of my favorite is watching Demi Lovato's engagement, then subsequent ending of engagement, and then the massive meltdown that happened to her ex who I think has now convinced someone to date him. Also, if you look at his Instagram bio, this is where my deep dive happened. (laughs) His Instagram bio mentions that he is an Emmy-nominated actor. But, like, listen, I've never heard of this guy before. Is it, like, daytime Emmys? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, barely counts. Like, I could get a daytime Emmy nomination (laughs) if I tried hard enough. Come to find out, I think he's on a soap opera. And I was like, oh, also, why is this in your bio? This makes me sad for you. Oh, I mean, it sounds like he doesn't have a lot of other things going on for him. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that that, like, entire life cycle of the relationship happened (laughs) and we are still in quarantine. Right. Like, it started in quarantine. Like, how? How has this been a year? (laughs) (laughs) But I think the whole cycle of that relationship was, like, mere months. It wasn't even close to a year yeah whirlwind for sure yeah what has something you've been following through quarantine um i'm really invested in the free britney moment movement right now i think it's like just starting to gain some some traction where something might actually happen and like i love the joke about kim kardashian getting involved and getting her (laughs) her freight because i just think that would be so amazing and yeah I mean it's like kind of just kicking off so I don't really know what what's gonna happen but I saw the Justin Timberlake apology and like have you seen the documentary um, yet not yet because Canada is very difficult to watch anything exciting and so I need to I tried to like YouTube it and it it wasn't working so I'm gonna need you to somehow figure out how I can figure out how to get it to you yeah point your phone at the tv for me or something right I haven't watched it yet either, but I did see the other day that her dad lost some court battle, so he's still, like, a co-conservator or, like, instead of having full control over her, but it is very complicated, and seriously, I I mean, her Instagram makes me sad. There's clearly something going on there, and it's just upsetting to watch it unfold. Honestly, and then when she posts the videos that she like clearly filmed ages ago because they're in like the gym that she accidentally burned down, <laughs> I just have so many questions about what is happening. So right. I, I mean, I I feel bad for her. I feel like she was just exploited so much as a child, and like she's basically like frozen in time yeah. as a child now. And I hope that someone who actually cares about her well being gets involved at some point in time and. And helps, but like, like what I think that she's still her sister. I know, like that's a weird thing. It's like I still think she needs someone going through the same process as what her dad has, where there's some control and some, you know, protection of her finances and all that kind of stuff, but maybe just someone who's less of a dick. Right. Exactly. 
Also, I need to know more about this, what she's under, because it appears she has no control over anything in her life. And like, this is something that I think probably individuals with severe issues need to be on. So like, I think Amanda Bynes was under the same thing, right? Yeah, I think so. No, I think you're right. I mean, it sounded like her parents were actually doing that out of love, maybe, as opposed to like... Like pure concern. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I shouldn't speak. Maybe that's wrong, but she seemed to have come out of that a little bit better shape than Brittany has, so... Yeah. Oh, man, Brittany. What about Army Hammer? Oh, my <laughs> God. like to go down. <laughs> just a cannibal? Like, I don't even know where to start on that one. Okay, at first, I was like, this is 100% false because there is no way, one, that he would be stupid enough to DM some random person on Instagram that he (laughs) wants to like drink her blood. And two, that this wouldn't have come out sooner. But more things are pointing to this is accurate. Yeah, it seems there's more and more people coming forward and there's more and more pieces to the story now where like it just feels like there's too much smoke for there to not be fire kind of thing. Right. So we definitely need to track that because that will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we could dedicate a whole season of episodes just to what is going on on both just, Army Hammer and Britney Spears. Oh, Britney Spears could at least be four years of episodes. Yes. Starting with, like, oh, Mickey man. Mouse Club. <laughs> Oh my god, the Mickey Mouse Club. I did read Jessica Simpson's book where it talked a lot about her like initial yeah. Mickey Mouse Club days and and intro to Britney and like how sweet Britney was and everything. And I'm like, oh my god, I would like kill. I would army hammer kill to <laughs> no, scrap that. <laughs> Producer, remove that section. Um, but no, I would like literally kill to read a tell-all memoir from Britney. Britney. Like one hundred percent. I also read that Jessica Simpson book. And was very into the whole John Mayer situation. (laughs) I felt like there should have been like more gossip, more dirt in the whole thing. Like John Mayer came out of it pretty. Yeah, clean. Yeah. like It wasn't too bad. It was just totally passionate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like there could have been a bit more like, who was he messaging? And like just a, a few more receipts in the whole situation. And like, to be fair, he just sounds like every other little like college frat boy. Right. Celebrity the who's good looking and like, yeah, can can slide up into those DMs and, and people will respond kind of thing. Right. Listen, yeah. not everyone responds to DM slides. <laughs> we'll get into that later. You don't want to tell us about your new no. quarantine habit here yet of DM sliding? <laughs> Listen, I've jumped into a lot of quarantine guilty pleasures, but like I'm not ready to talk about that one yet. Okay, what are the ones that you are ready to talk about? I what have you I've been doing during quarantine? Like almost everything. You know, I baked <laughs> banana bread. I bought a Peloton. My roommate got a puppy. So I guess we're those people now. <laughs> Co-parenting. <laughs> Co-parenting a dog. Binge watched a bunch of TV shows. Yeah, like Shit's Creek. So good. So I good. Mean, I was not sold at first. And then they won all those Emmys. And I think you have been telling me for like a year to watch this show, at least. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing how much I had to convince you to watch it until right. you actually were like, oh my God, you're right. And now like, look where we are. Like we actually named our podcast off of a really random line in Shit's Creek. We did. And so I'm excited to see so if anyone, I mean, it's such a great any show. of our listeners know. Such a great show. I mean, 
Like, I think I've watched it probably four times during quarantine, start to finish. And I'm not even embarrassed by that. <laughs> As you, you should not be embarrassed. But I don't know who I love more, like David or uh, David as the scarecrow, I think is probably one of my favorite scenes. And it comes not super early on, like early enough. It is early. You just have to get through season one. But like him as a scarecrow is just something else. <laughs> but like how good was Alexis in that scene too? And so she's like, good. I'm sorry for not responding to like one text, David. <laughs> she's so good. It's amazing. Like, yeah, it's definitely hard to pick a favorite out of the two of them. It goes back and forth all the time. Hopefully one of our listeners can pick or find the scene where this came from. Yeah. Hint, hint, that would, yes. Brother. <laughs> our sole listener. So good. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to cover before we sign off and, and get ready for our next episode? I think that seems like a pretty good introductory episode. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to also drop our second episode right away. So tune into that. We are, when is that coming out, Maddie? April 11th? Something like that? Calendars are hard. We really should have looked this up ahead of time. Wait, isn't it March? (laughs) I don't know. What day? What is it now? March 2nd. It's oh, yeah. February. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are going to drop our second episode on March 2nd. And we're going to have all sorts of scoop about the Golden Globes. I think we could probably do like a best and worst dressed. Definitely. 100%. Of that. Also, um, already looking at the list of nominees, and I have a lot of feelings about it. So, yeah, I think that's why I need to really focus on the best and worst dresses because half of the nominees, I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> who even are you? So, and hopefully, Shits Creek cleans up like they did at the Globes this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Team Shits Creek here. 100%. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of, of our first episode. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you guys chatting with you all next episode next Tuesday. Just kidding. yeah see you next tuesday thanks for joining us this week new episodes will be released tuesday mornings you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe you can also follow us on instagram at we talk extensively and on twitter at talk extensively see you next tuesday